Welcome to The Randy Report. I'm Randy Slavacek, your host. I'm also the writer and editor of TheRandyReport.com, where you can find me every single day on the internet reporting on the daily news cycle in terms of politics, pop culture, and entertainment news of interest to the LGBTQ community. In this week's headlines, the White House has apparently approved guidance for booting transgender service members out of the U.S. military. NBC not only added four more episodes to the Will & Grace reboot, but has already renewed the series for a second season. And animated queer short film, In a Heartbeat, charms millions in only four minutes. All that and more in this episode of The Randy Report. The White House has apparently approved policy language to ban transgender service members in the U.S. military based on President Trump's recent tweets. Titled, A Guidance Policy for Open Transgender Service Phase-Out, it is expected to be delivered to Secretary of Defense Jim Mattis for review. Citing sources familiar with the planning, the Los Angeles Blade explained that the White House policy, quote, would encourage early retirement, usher out any enlisted personnel after their contract is up, and would fire transgender officers up for promotion. One source told The Blade the Trump administration wants to, quote, get rid of transgender service members as fast as they can. After his review, Mattis is expected to order a deliberate implementation by the Pentagon, which could take place over a period of time. You'll recall Trump recently tweeted this major shift in military policy regarding transgender troops on July 26th, saying, After consultation with my generals and military experts, please be advised that the United States government will not accept or allow transgender individuals to serve in any capacity in the U.S. military. Our military must be focused on decisive and overwhelming victory and cannot be burdened with the tremendous medical costs and disruption that transgenders in the military would entail. It's worth noting that regarding those high health care costs that Trump references in that tweet, that the RAND Corporation estimates the cost of gender transition-related health care coverage for transgender personnel to be between $2.4 and $8.4 million annually, a tiny one-tenth of one percent of the U.S. military budget. Compare that with the reported $42 million that the military apparently spends annually on Viagra. Since Trump's tweets, multiple leaders in the U.S. military have signaled their opposition. A statement issued by 56 retired generals and admirals read in part, quote, this proposed ban, if implemented, would cause significant disruptions, deprive the military of mission-critical talent, and compromise the integrity of transgender troops who would be forced to live a lie, as well as non-transgender peers who would be forced to choose between reporting their comrades or disobeying policy, end quote. The commandant of the Coast Guard told reporters he plans to continue supporting transgender troops under his command despite the Trump tweets. Currently, 18 countries allow transgender personnel to serve openly in the military, including Australia, Israel, Britain, Sweden, and Canada. According to the latest poll from Quinnipiac University, 68% of Americans say transgender people should be allowed to serve in the military, as opposed to 27% 
who opposed the idea. Stay tuned. Matt Joyce of the Oakland A's has been suspended for two games after shouting an anti-gay slur at a fan during the A's 8-6 loss to the Angels this past Friday. An Associated Press photographer, Mark Terrell, provided details having overheard the exchange as a fan shouted obscenities at Joyce as he was walking back to the dugout. The Oakland right fielder said following the game that he felt regret about the situation, quote, I was walking back to the dugout and had just had a fan yell some vulgar and obscene words. For me, it just wasn't the right time to say some stuff like that. I fired back. And obviously, as soon as you fire back, you regret saying anything because it's just not worth it. The Oakland A's tweeted a message to fans saying the A's are disappointed by the comments Matt Joyce made to a fan last night. The language is unacceptable and will not be tolerated. For his part, Joyce tweeted this apology. In regard to last night's incident, I first and foremost want to sincerely apologize to the fans, the Oakland A's, MLB, Major League Baseball, and the most importantly, the LGBTQ community for my comments and actions. A fan yelled vulgar and obscene words about me and my family, and I let my frustrations and emotions get the better of me. I am beyond sorry for the inappropriate language that I used and understand and agree that those words should never come out of someone's mouth, no matter the situation. Anyone who knows me will tell you that incident is not reflective of me as a person, how I treat others, how I live my life, and that hurtful words are not my views. I fully support and hope to help the LGBTQ community with their efforts in being treated fairly and intend to let my actions speak louder than anything more that can be said about this truly regrettable moment. Joyce has been suspended for two games and lost his salary, which will be donated to PFLAG. The You Can Play team has invited Joyce to join them in promoting respect for the game of baseball and all fans. In entertainment news, Variety is reporting that NBC has already picked up a second 13-episode season for the Will & Grace reboot. Also, the network has ordered four more episodes for this first reboot season, set to begin on September 28th. As you know, all original Will & Grace principals, Eric McCormick, Deborah Messing, Sean Hayes, and Megan Mullally, are returning. The original Will & Grace ran on NBC from 1998 to 2006, spanning over 200 episodes. An election year mini-reunion last year sparked much interest and led to this eventual revival. Rumors are swirling that the series finale in 2006, which found Will & Grace growing apart, might be jettisoned as if it never happened. Works for me, folks. If Patrick Duffy can be revived from the dead on Dallas by emerging naked from a shower... Let Will and Grace folks do the exact same thing if they want. Looking forward to September 28th. Have you seen the adorable animated short titled In a Heartbeat? The short film follows a closeted schoolboy named Sherwin who sees his own heart pop out of his chest to follow the boy of his dreams, Jonathan, much to Sherwin's chagrin. The project is the senior thesis of two students at Ringling College of Art and Design. It got attention originally because the duo sought funding on Kickstarter. They were looking for $3,000, but in the end received over $15,000. There's lots of heart in this story about love and acceptance of LGBTQ youth, and I think it's pretty much a perfect gem of a moment. The pace, the expert use of music, the artful expressions. Make sure you head over to therandyreport.com where it's posted. Just search for In a Heartbeat. With over 18 million views in less than a week, I promise you'll be glad you did. 
Fans of the acclaimed book, Call Me By Your Name, were thrilled this week when an official trailer for the film adaptation was released. Premiering earlier this year at the Sundance Film Festival, the response to the movie was immediate, rapturous, critical approval. The flick was also a strong presence at several other major film festivals, including the Berlin International Film Festival and the Sydney Film Festival. Set in the Italian region of Lombardy during the early 1980s, Call Me By Your Name follows a young man, Ilio, played by breakout actor Timothée Chalamet, on the cusp of college and the child of two brainy professors. During the summer we meet Elio, he finds himself bewitched by Oliver, played by Army Hammer, a strapping American student who has come to assist his father for several weeks. At first, Elio doesn't quite know what to make of Oliver. Though Elio offers to show the older man around, he lightly mocks Oliver's casual brashness behind his back. Book smart and steeped in culture, Elio thinks he knows just about everything already, but he finds himself increasingly drawn to Oliver. He soon finds out how much there is to learn about love, sex, and the life he's going to lead. Among the film's many positive reviews, Vulture declared the film, quote, feels like a landmark. Entertainment Weekly said it's a knockout and casts a beautifully erotic, sensual spell. The Los Angeles Times said it's ravishing filmmaking and piercing wisdom. And Esquire said it's some of the most emotional moments in film history. In addition to the top-shelf work of the two leads, the film's romantic cinematography has also been hailed by many as a sure Oscar contender. In that I can't share a trailer with you here on the podcast, you can head over to therandyreport.com and search for Call Me By Your Name to watch the trailer. The film hits theaters November 24th this fall. And in out music, Mitch Grassi and Scott Hoying three-time Grammy Award winners with Pentatonix, continue to add color and flavor to this summer's queer musical landscape as Superfruit. The pop pair keeps dropping music videos for their new EP, Future Friends, Superfruit's new two-part debut studio album, and we couldn't be happier. Future Friends Part 1 is available now, and Future Friends Part 2 will debut on September 15th. Formed in 2013 as a side gig when not performing with Pentatonix, the colorful duo's videos have racked up over 350 million views. Describing the different musical approaches, Grassy told Out, with Superfruit, it's a little more gay-friendly and a lot more open, more sexual, and more liberated. In Vacation, the boys are clearly putting style above surroundings. And why not when you can bop on a budget with a gay groove like these two? You can watch the video over at therandyreport.com, but let's take a little bit of a listen of Superfruit's Vacation.
see us sipping a little too much. Is it me talking or is it the rum? You take me underneath the golden sun. And that brings me to the end of this episode of The Randy Report. If you enjoyed the podcast, make sure you click the subscribe button on my page on iTunes. And then every time I upload a new episode, it'll be sent straight to you automatically. And if you think this is an easy way to catch up with LGBTQ headlines, feel free to share with your friends or on social media. And remember, you can find me every single day on the internet at therandyreport.com, where I report on the daily news cycle regarding politics, pop culture, and entertainment news of interest to the LGBTQ community. Thanks for listening, folks. See you next time.